A few years ago, we grew and sold a business that forever changed our lives. At first, we really struggled trying to figure out which tools to use to help run and organize our community. But that all changed once we discovered Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part, Kajabi doesn't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So you keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash M-U. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash M-U. Go to kajabi.com slash M-U and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. More and more entrepreneurs and investors are discovering the awesome franchise opportunities that exist across a variety of industries. Franchising can simply be the better path and interest in franchising is at an all time high. Lucky for you, John Austinson, founder of FranBridge Consulting and a past Millionaire University guest is here to help you explore the premier franchise opportunities today. John and his Frambridge Consulting team are part of the largest franchise brokerage in the U.S. and have vetted the market thoroughly. Frambridge is hands down the premier source for the best opportunities in the franchise world, including both active and passive opportunities. From tiny homes to youth soccer to industrial hoses to pets, senior care to mental health and more. John has served as an Inc. 500 franchisor and is a multi-brand franchisee himself. And he does more placements than anyone else in the country. Sign up for a free consultation call with John today or get a free copy of his book, Non-Food Franchising, at franbridgeconsulting.com. That's franbridgeconsulting.com. Available in the U.S. and Canada. I have worked with my husband for 17 years. And a couple years ago, we almost got divorced. Here are nine quick tips for working with your spouse. As we all know, business is a lot about relationships. Your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your employees, those you're working with, your coworkers, your relationship with your family. You're always trying to manage some type of relationship. Learning how to deal with relationships is key in running a business and also keeping your personal life sane. Now, when I tell people that I'm with my husband 24-7, seven days a week, it kind of blows their mind. Like, how do you do it? How are you functioning? How are you guys together? And honestly, working with your spouse is like marriage on steroids. Now, you may not be working with your spouse. You may not even be working with a family member. But the things that we're going to talk about today, whether you're married, whether you're not, whether you're friends, whether you're frenemies, you're in a relationship if you're working with someone. And here are some tips for surviving that. Number one, don't be a dream killer. In our relationship, I've been more of the steady, secure, wanting to be safe, not step outside of my comfort zone necessarily, but also I really love to do things and achieve things and I want certain goals. And so Justin's always been the visionary. He has the idea, he has these big things and they completely push me outside of my comfort zone. So when my husband came to me with his first idea, we were pregnant and we were broke. His idea excited, but also 
terrified me. What I love about us and our relationship is that we are big dreamers. We like to take action. We like to do things. But what we also struggle with over the years is sometimes we take on too much. Sometimes we put undue pressure on ourselves. Sometimes we overdo it trying to figure out if we're good enough, if we've done enough. And when Justin would come to me with ideas, there was something special about him. And I'm not saying you have to be special to run a business or you have to have these amazing ideas. You have to do all this thing. It's just he was excited about it. He was passionate about it. I knew his heart was in it. And if I was afraid and if I stopped that dream and I killed it right there, it's like I knew it would have made this sad, depressed version of himself because I would have squashed and kinked this desire that he had to express himself in a certain way in the business world in his life. And so I couldn't do it. So time and time again, I would try to run away from the business or try to escape from it or get away from the way it made me feel because it was scary. His ideas and his thoughts and all the things, they were scary, but also at the same time, they were so exciting. It's like I could see that he believed in himself and I was able to lean on that belief and move into it and merge into it and find my own way into it. And we've taken so many steps outside of our comfort zone. We've had some crazy success. I know I am better today because of the risks that we took long ago and because I was willing to not be a dream killer and dive into these dreams that I actually found out I had myself. I just wasn't brave enough to even say it out loud, let alone take steps going into it. And Justin was brave enough to say, this is a dream. I want to do it. Are you in Tara? And I had it in me and I responded to it and said, okay, I'm scared. I'm terrified. Let's go. Even though at the time I didn't even know it. So number one, don't be a dream killer. I've heard so many men and women say, you know, I really want to do this thing, but I'm so scared because my wife or my spouse or my boyfriend, girlfriend, or my partner doesn't support me. The truth is sometimes you do get support and sometimes you don't. Are you brave enough to take that leap and step out into the unknown and either prove to your partner or the person that you love or the person that you're with or even just the people you work with that what you believe in, you're willing to put the hard work into it, the humility to expose your weaknesses and to work through them and to have the tenacity to keep going forward when things get challenging and tough? Are you willing to prove to yourself that this dream that you have, this bold idea that you want to achieve, the thing that you want to create lives inside of you and you're willing to do the work to make it into a reality? Number two, here's another tip. Don't suffer in silence. I never wanted to be a burden to my husband, so I stressed in silence. When we would start these businesses, there are sometimes different stressors. There's a weight. There's a responsibility. I mean, if you have no money, you're trying to pay the bills and you're trying to take care of a family and you're just trying to meet that financial obligation for survival, right? So what I would do is I would try to protect Justin and make sure that he was able to work. And so I wouldn't tell him the things that bothered me about the business, the, the things that scared me, the things that I was stressed about in our personal life. I just sheltered him from a lot of the family responsibilities and expectations and the things that I struggled with so that he could put all his time and energy during the workday into the business while I was taking care of kids and also working at the same time. And so I did a lot of protecting. Now, what this did is it created kind of this false reality of I'm okay, Tara's okay, just keep giving her more stuff, keep doing these different things because Tara never expresses boundaries. <laughs> never says, I'm not okay. I'm struggling with this. It was just every now and then I'd snap a bit or just get a little sharp or just get disconnected or tired. I would completely zone out because I was overwhelmed. And over time, suffering in silence did not work. It was dishonest. I thought it was merciful. I thought it was kind. And I thought it was the right thing to do. Don't complain. Don't talk about the things that bother you, especially to your spouse who's already stressed and burdened by the things that they're learning and stepping outside of their comfort zone and trying to pay the bills for the family. Don't express what you're struggling with. What's interesting is you would think this would cause a better relationship. We'd be more connected because I'm protecting you from the hard things that I'm dealing with. I'm protecting you from my weaknesses and my flaws. But what it did is it caused me to wall myself and I became a fake version of myself that was hard to connect to. And so over time we were distant and I was frustrated. 
And there was resentment on both ends because we were both confused with what was going on with this other person and why were they frustrated with me and why are they snapping at this random time and why is there a lack of intimacy? Distance became disconnection. So what I learned and what seems so opposite to what I felt like life should be and, and how you should handle emotions is that I needed to have the courage to tell my partner what I loved and what terrified me about life and the business that we were creating together. It takes a lot of courage to tell someone where you're at, how you're really feeling, what you're thinking. I usually thought that if I exposed my real self, the things that I was really thinking inside of my head that I only kept to myself, that that person would push away from me, that I'd scare them or that they would think, oh, like, what the heck? What's wrong with this person? But that wasn't the case with Justin. And I'm not saying all people do this. Sometimes people do push away. They haven't faced those things in themselves, so they're not willing to feel those things. They're not willing to see, or maybe they're just unaware, innocently unaware. But Justin taught me that when I express myself and my struggles and my weaknesses, that maybe he didn't handle it perfectly every time. And maybe he and I at times were not mature enough to deal with it properly. And sometimes it was messy and we've learned so much and gotten so much better, but it always created this vulnerability. It's like the heart was so wild. It was so protected, so just scared to express itself. And then finally, when it did, it's like it opens and you can feel it. And there's this real space between you and the person you're in a relationship. And even though it's messy and even though it's hard and even though it's ugly at times, it was real and we were craving real. And so me trying to protect my husband, suffering in silence, caused distance, disconnection. And over the years, it was really challenging. So we've really come to learn how to be more honest with each other. Now, there's a fine line between attacking someone and saying something hurtful because you are in the heat of the moment. You're in reptilian brain. You're in the limbic part of your brain. You're just reacting. And there's a part where you're brave enough to be honest and say, this thing that we do in our relationship, I'm responsible for it. And here's my part. But I just need you to know this hurts. Or sometimes it's been really hard for me to give compliments because I was so frustrated with all these other things that were going on that I was blaming Justin for that weren't necessarily his fault. Sometimes they were and sometimes they weren't. But it became hard because that resentment was living in me. It was was harbored in my soul. And so whenever it came time to give a compliment, it was like, I have these other unresolved things. And so I couldn't even get these compliments out because I was frustrated. And this junk just kind of lived in me and would just suffocate almost these beautiful things about him and these compliments that I wanted to give him. And so getting that junk out of the way, talking about the real things, it does this amazing thing. It really kind of unkinks the energy that's moving through so you can feel that connection between each other. A lot of times people live in this kind of surface level relationship because when you're in a relationship and you're trying to get deeper, you're trying to connect more, you are going to hit the messy parts of someone's heart. So at the beginning, it's beautiful. It's easy. It's simple a lot of times. And then as you get deeper and deeper and deeper, there is pain stored in people's hearts and you are going to hit it. And it's confusing because they're going to act in a way you would not expect. We get messy when our pain gets hit. And so in a relationship, you have an opportunity to choose right there. Do I want to face this? Do I want to go through the messy with this person? And do we want to work it out and be honest? Do we want to be vulnerable? And you either step away from it and go, you know what, let's stay above that a bit. And you kind of end up having this surface level cohabitation relationship. We spent a lot of time there. Or you take the humble, messy approach and go, Let's open this door. Let's open this thing up. Let's talk about it. Let's work it through. Let's get better at not reacting. Let's mature. Let's be strong enough, brave enough to handle what lives in my heart. And let's keep moving forward the best way that we know how. So number two, don't suffer in silence. It doesn't work. It doesn't help. There are so many great resources out there for learning how to be better in relationship. Everything you learn in your personal relationships will also help you in your business relationships. Everything you learn in your business relationships will help you in your personal relationships because relationships are a huge component of your business and your personal life. Number three, your sex life is a priority. A sexless marriage and a thriving business are not fun. I'll tell you what, trust me. 
You can make all the money in the world, but there's no intimacy in your marriage. The business just becomes a thing to do. Now I'm talking about all kinds of intimacy. It takes a lot of courage to have intimacy and to have intimacy in your relationship takes intentional time and space every single day. Now, sometimes relationships and marriages, they get put on the back burner. Like you're here, right? You love me. You'll always be here. You see the worst of me. You see the best of me, but you're just here, right? So you're fine. I'm going to take care of this fire over here, put this fire out. And honestly, when you're putting everybody else's fires out, your fire and your marriage will go out too. So it is important to be intentional and create space for intimacy every day. And intimacy comes in all kinds of different forms. Okay, tip number four, tell your partner five things you like about them before you critique them. It's really easy to see the negative. Our brains are naturally trained to pick out the things that bother us. And it takes some training to create habits to see the good in others, especially when you're working with someone and you have a family together, you have a business together, and you can easily get on each other's nerves all times throughout the day. The truth is we all work hard, but does our spouse see it? Before you tell them what's bugging you about working with them, tell them five things you appreciate. This is such a simple tactic, but it is so powerful because in our minds, we are hyper-focused on this thing that bothers us and we have so much emotional charge behind it that to stop that train that's running and slow down and think about the things that we love and appreciate about someone else, it changes the whole vibe. It changes the direction we're going. We stop from going to attack mode to, okay, I'm calm. I'm not unreactive. I'm ready to talk to you. I'm going to tell you all the things I love and see about you. And then also, here's something that I think we could work on. This one took us some time to figure out. And when we are smart enough to use this tactic, man, does it work well. When someone comes to you and says, hey, I appreciate that you did this today. And you are so amazing at this. And I can't believe that you did this. And when you do this, I just feel so grateful for you. And then you say, there was this one thing where we were going here and you said this thing. And it just kind of hurt. What what does that mean? What, What does that mean about us? And if you can start a conversation where you're going to talk about something that is hard, about your relationship, if you can give five compliments, it'll change the vibe and the outcome of that conversation. So just a tip. So just remember, when we are seen and appreciated, we are more open to feedback. And when we show someone that we see them and we love them and we express positive things, it changes the way that we critique and give feedback. We are way less critical, not as harsh. We don't attack so intensely. It's more, okay, obviously I love you because I just expressed it and it feels so good, but here's what's challenging. And I'm going to be brave enough to talk about that too. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. (coughs) Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, plus Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash mu all lowercase go to shopify.com slash mu to take your retail business to the next level today shopify.com slash mu
Okay, number five, develop a backbone. Sometimes in a relationship, there is a stronger person in the business, someone who's really pushing it, someone who has the ideas. And sometimes the people around them are not quite as strong and confident in the idea that they are pursuing. Therefore, you kind of end up leaning on that person sometimes a little too much. So when we started our first business, I was terrified. I had no idea how to run a business. I'd never ran one. I'd worked for businesses, but as far as being the boss, I had no idea. So I leaned on Justin a lot. If he made a mistake, I got mad. I was afraid and I blamed him for it, but it didn't feel good. It was like if he was in a good mood and he was excited about business, I was like, okay, I feel good. I feel confident there. If he expressed any emotional distress in the business, it was like I would take a hit and I would get anxious. Any of his ups and downs emotionally affected me because I was depending on his confidence, on his strength and moving forward. And it was like, if he doesn't see that it's working okay and he's concerned and he's working through something, it was like, oh no, it's not going to work because we're completely depending on him. And if he falls apart and he's not doing well, everything's going to fall to pieces. That is not true. And it was painful. So I had to develop my own skills and my own confidence. And now we can stand together. Honestly, a lot of times if he's off, I'm on. If I'm on, he's off. Like we kind of go back and forth. And when someone's breaking or struggling with something and the other person can stand there and keep moving forward, it really helps us to move forward faster together and work through those little bumps and bruises that come along the way. So developing your own backbone, having your own confidence, understanding your own skills, seeing where you have a voice, where you can contribute, where you're strong, allows you to stand in your own place, not be resentful, not blame, not take out your fear or frustration on your spouse because you can stand in your own place. You can take responsibility for what's happening in the business and not add more baggage and drama to your relationship by placing that on them, but you can have a better conversation. You can work together as a team and you can keep moving forward. It is important to develop your own backbone in the business. Tip number six, find your sweet spot. You are good at something. Your partner is good at something. Do you know how to make your differences work together? A lot of times opposites attract. So learn to use and leverage those differences to create a well-rounded business. If you do, it will be magic. Justin has some specific strengths. I have some specific strengths. We work well together. In the areas where we both lack a strength, we clash at times. We both hate taxes. <laughs> I don't want to do the taxes. He doesn't want to do the taxes. We don't want to talk about it. So there are certain areas where it's like, I don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. Okay. And it takes some working through. Now, there are other areas where it's like, hey, Justin loves to do this thing. You do it. You go, babe. I appreciate it so much. Like he will hop on the phone. He will have those tense conversations. He has crucial conversations. He will reach out and talk to anybody. He has big energy, big ideas. He can get a group of people together. He can create a whole plan and build everybody around it. It is insane. I, on the other hand, love ideas. I can see the beginning from the end and I'll map it out as he's talking about an idea of we need this and this and this. I will get to work at it. I'm a great implementer. I have good ideas. I enjoy marketing. I can see something and tweak it and make it better. I can take his vision and make sure that the important details don't fall through the cracks, that the chaos is calmed down because there's some organization to it to make sure the details are taken care of so everything doesn't come crashing down because he's so focused on big picture and sometimes forgets the little details and gets really overwhelmed and frustrated. Like paperwork he hates. Certain aspects of technology drive him absolutely nuts. And so while we have areas of strengths that overlap, we also have different areas that really complement one another. And so when we work together, we work together really well. When we don't work well together, we really have to work it out because in a business, you've got to figure out how to work well together. When you're working with your spouse, it's like if you're fighting, but you have a business to run, you have to figure your stuff out so you can communicate and communicate well and be in a creative space. If you're angry, limited, frustrated, you can't get the ideas going. You can't get the movement going. You can't get the passion. It's just like dead energy that does not work. 
So it forces you to go, ah, crap, I need to get this project done with business. I'm fighting with my spouse. Okay, let's figure this out because we have a deadline today. And that's why I say having a business with your spouse is like marriage on steroids because it just kind of perpetuates this need to continually get better at working together so that you can pay your bills. And then at some point you get better at paying your bills and you're even more motivated and have more time and space to get better at being in a relationship while having a business. So a business is really this crazy training ground for really how do I want to be with my spouse and how can we learn to do cool stuff together? And if you can learn to do cool stuff together, it can be really bonding, really exciting. I look at all the things Justin and I have done over the years. It's kind of crazy. Like at the end of my life, when I'm laying in my bed ready to die, I really don't think I'm going to lay there and go, I haven't really lived my life. I really haven't taken chances. It's like, I'm taking chances all the time, pushing myself out of my comfort zone all the time and constantly learning. And I think I'll look back at my life and go like, wow, we really tried to live life to the fullest. I'm not saying that as, oh, we're so amazing. We really did all these things. It's really just like, what could I do? What can a human being do in their life? What are the different experiences I could have? What's it like to do this? What's it like to go here? What's it like to live here? What's it like to be single, married, have kids, have a business, not have a business, live in this country, live over here? We really will have experimented with all kinds of different things in life. And I really like that about having a business and being married to someone who's like, yeah, let's go on a new adventure, which is what we're doing right now. It's like we're always having these new adventures and these new experiences because we have a little more agency and freedom in our life to make those choices because we have a business that supports our lifestyle instead of the other way around. And that's really provided a lot of adventure, excitement, craziness, chaos, only because we weren't emotionally mature to know how to handle all those different things at different times. So number six, find your sweet spot. How do you leverage the things that you are good at? Those differences, those strengths to create a well-rounded business. Okay, number seven, let your partner go. Here's a powerful truth that I never quite understood and I'm still trying to learn is if you can't be good on your own, you will struggle more being together. I used to think that the reason why I didn't feel good is because Justin was doing something or the reason why I was frustrated or the reason why I was mad or the reason why I felt a certain way is because Justin's doing something. And so in order for me to feel good, I had to control him for me to feel okay. Does that make sense? That was an endless cycle of frustration and resentment. Truth is, they don't make you feel anything. You are responsible for your own emotions. It is always you facing you. You will never be able to control someone, the things that they do, the things that they say, the way that they act in order to make yourself feel good. Now you will have honest conversations. You will want to know honestly who you're dealing with. Who is this person? And what is the choice I want to make in being in a relationship with them? Do I want to be in a relationship with them? How does it work? So yes, there is a lot of honesty. You don't avoid the things that you need to talk about. But ultimately it comes down to, I am responsible for my own emotions. They are not responsible for making me feel anything. Anything I feel is something I am choosing, something I'm learning from, something that maybe I have past baggage from. You are responsible for your own emotions. It is always you facing you. Controlling someone else to control your own emotions does not work. So let them go. Let them be them. Talk to them. Communicate with them. Make decisions. But stop trying to control your spouse. It does not work or anyone, kids, business partners, coworkers, whatever it is, if you're trying to control someone else to control your own emotions, you'll just be in a perpetual cycle of suffering. I recommend you get out as soon as you can. Okay, number eight, let them see all of you. I used to hide the ugly parts of myself thinking my husband would reject me. Like if he knew how petty I was or how angry I was or how resentful I was or how annoyed I was with certain things or behaviors or 
how much I didn't like working at the business and sometimes and how much I did love it, what I was passionate about, what I was excited about. If he knew how much I loved this thing that I was into, he'd be like, ah, that's just going to take away time and attention from me. And it was like, I would hide so much of myself because I thought I was being merciful. I thought it was the noble thing to do, but I was blocking intimacy and I would become robotic. But over time, I just couldn't take it anymore and I broke. I have broken multiple times and he has seen it all. The amazing thing about Justin, oh, this gets me, is that I have shown him so many messy parts of Tara. I have shown him so many beautiful parts of Tara and he accepts all of it. Not perfectly, man, he's been messy, man, we have been messy, but there is no part of me now at this point that I do not show him. And every single time he shows up and goes, I see it, Tara, I may not handle it perfectly. I may not be responding to it right now, but he continues to show up and he continues to show me that I can show him every part of me and he's up for it. He's game. My baggage when we got married became his. His baggage when we got married became mine. And we have worked through a lot together. The crazy thing is, is that I was so afraid that when I would let him see the ugly parts of me, and when I say ugly, it's my ego, obviously speaking, afraid and ashamed of who I am and and not being good enough. The crazy thing is, is that when I would show him these things, I was so afraid at that point, he'd be like, ugh, like I'm out of here. I can't deal with this anymore. Or even just over the years, certain things that I've done that have been repetitive that he's had to deal with for years. I keep thinking at some point he's going to be like, you know what? I've been dealing this with Tara now for almost 18 years. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm out. The crazy thing is, is that when I show him these things, when I'm real, when I really say what's going on inside of me without attacking him, without blaming him, and that takes a lot of work and some time and some maturity and learning how to do that, when I can express who I am and what's going on with me currently, what I'm currently struggling with or what I currently love, I have never felt more loved in all of my life. If I were to say the times that I have felt more loved by Justin, holy cow, why do I have to cry on these podcasts every time? What is up with that? Like... (laughs) to be a business podcast. I have never felt more loved than when Justin has seen the ugliest parts of me. The things that have rocked him at the core. And those are the times where I thought for sure he'd walk away. And you know what? For some, they might. It might be too much, might too, be too overwhelmed to see a real part of someone. To see the real aspects of a human being you are spending all your time with. But to have him turn and say, you know what? I'm game for it, Tara. I love it. I love you. Let's go. And so we've gotten better and better at that over the years. And we've never worked better together. There are messy times for sure. One of them was yesterday. But man, we are getting so much better at conflict resolution, at seeing fully another person. We have deep conversations. We are real. We are honest. And there is a lot of love, a lot of acceptance and some messiness from time to time. And that is something I'm very interested in. It is real. It is a real relationship with real conversations and real connection and real human weakness working its way out of our daily life together. Okay, I'm going to end off with number nine. Love the heck out of your partner. Your person, whether you're married to them or not, the people who work for you, the people that are in your life, they are alive human beings with complicated, profound souls. Their heart is beating and they are standing in front of you today. That is an absolute miracle. That we exist as human beings, the way that we think, the way that we feel, it's overwhelming that we're even alive. I would recommend telling them every day in some way in which you can, where you're at, what they mean to you. Learn to adore them and let them adore you back. 
To feel adored and to adore someone else is a beautiful thing. And it takes a lot of inner work because in a relationship, you are not just taking on the positive aspects of someone. You're not only just seeing the good, you're seeing everything. And you're saying, yeah, I see this over here. And that's hard. And it's hard to be in a relationship with you with this, but I accept it. And not only do I accept it, I adore you. I love you and I want to be with you. Let's do life together. It's so simple, but it is a powerful work to do. Now, I could go on forever and I won't. I will admit running a business with your partner can be the best or worst thing in your life because when your relationship isn't going well, it bleeds into everything. And when it comes down to it, it's all about how much you are willing to face yourself. It's always you facing you and then you expressing yourself in these other relationships. You will never be able to control someone else or a situation enough for you to feel uncomfortable. It is Am I willing to see myself? Am I willing to let my heart mature so I can feel what I need to feel? Am I willing to change the stories that my mind creates when my heart begins to feel what life is throwing at me? A lot of times our heart is so complex and it feels so much emotion and it comes up and the brain wants to make sense of it and it starts to make stories. Sometimes it takes these stories and completely tweaks them, creates some pretty messed up stories that can wreak havoc on your relationships or your business. Can you see the story? Can you stop the train Can you say, here's a story I'm in that doesn't seem to be serving us. This is what's happening. Step back from it, watch it, and stop the train from going off the tracks. So if you are willing to face yourself, make changes within you, it will change your marriage and your business will grow always. And this just isn't for people who are married or for those who are just in a personal relationship. There are aspects of all the things that we've talked about that can help in every relationship. We could talk a lot more about each one of these, but here are nine quick tips that have been game changers in our personal life and in our business life and have allowed us to have some pretty incredible experiences in life. Just remember, if you're willing to face yourself and always remember it's you facing you, then the goals and dreams and the aspirations that you have in life will come to fruition. If you are willing to face yourself and let your business and let your marriage and let life expose your weaknesses and to face those head on, you will be able to get to the places that you want to get to whether those are outer goals or inner goals, you will find the peace and the joy, the achievement, the excitement, the fulfillment that you're looking for if you are willing to face you no matter what comes your way. Hey, Eric Fisher here. And if you love the conversations and lessons happening on this show, and you've heard my voice before, you'll love my show, Beyond the To-Do List. It's a podcast about productivity and getting things done in all the areas where we wear multiple hats and roles, but also about the true meaning of productivity, living a more meaningful life. Look, you've got a never-ending to-do list, but add this podcast to your to-do list and it will help you tackle the rest. Go right now, wherever you're listening to this, and search Beyond the To-Do List and hit follow or subscribe. Start listening and get that boost for your productivity that you've been needing. Again, that's beyond the to-do list. Search in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast.